Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I wanna see ya come through, Queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this has come through, Queen. I know what it feels like to be wrongfully accused and humiliated all over the country, the world, for lies. Hi, Brendan. Happy Coachella. Oh, yeah, we're in the middle of it, right? Yeah, been in the desert. We're reporting live from, um, what's this place called? Palm Springs adjacent. Is that where it is? I have no idea. I don't know. I assume so, because I feel like people go to Palm Springs and it's in the desert, so Coachella must be nearby. Okay, is Coachella like Burning Man where people just sleep on the floor? No, they get like houses and like hotels nearby. And then they come to this like field where a Ferris wheel is and someone's giving a blowjob inside the Ferris wheel and Aaron Shock's nearby. Making out. Making out. Um, Is Coachella the name of the city? No, I... mm. I think it, like, stands for something. We're so dumb. Like, Coach Hella, because Hella is, like, a big West Coast term. Is it sponsored by Coach Bags? No, it's like, it's about Coach from the show Coach. Oh. Yeah. Family Stone promo. Family Stone. It's actually, like, pre-early season Family Stone promo. Mm. 
That's why all the celebs go, because that's every celeb's favorite movie. So what else is going on? Not much. Um, uh, we should wish a happy birthday to Alex. Oh, yeah. We celebrated vocalist. that last night. And we went out to dinner, and we were shamed by our waiter. Why? For ordering too much food. Can you walk me through everything you ordered? Food and drink. Okay, so let me preface this by saying, as true fans of Come Through Queen know, I'm allergic to cheese. Which means, like, Italian restaurants are not always my first choice. I mean, sometimes I'm in the mood for some Italian food, but my options are more limited than most And this people. he's an actual Italian. He's like, there's salami named after his family. I know. So, um, we, we don't always do Italian for Alex's birthday, but, like, it's a good option because it's celebrating him rather than acknowledging my existence. Yeah. Who so, wants to acknowledge your existence anyways, really? So we went to this place. I'm not going to name names, but, uh, why not? You're not there right now, but okay. So we got, we shared an antipasti, God. a chicken liver mousse. Um, then we each wanted to get our own pastas and they weren't like Olive Garden, hospitaliano sized pastas. They were like, you know, those like nicer restaurants where it's like a chic little bowl. Yeah. And then we were going to share an entree and then have a dessert. Okay. The entree that Alex wanted was like a pork chop with a polenta base, but the polenta had cheese in it. Oh. So the waiter was like, oh, well, like we could just double up in the greens instead of the polenta. And I was like, no. Alex should be able to, like, enjoy the entree he wants on his birthday. Like, the one day a year he gets to enjoy <laughs> the meal. So, I was like, okay, who cares? Like, I'll just get another entree. Because even before all this happened, like, the waiter kind of pushed us into this, like, each get a pasta and, like, share an entree. Because mm-hmm. we're going to be, like, we're not going to have room. I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to get an entree. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, it's, like, I don't need to finish it all if I'm not hungry. Right. Um, so I got like salmon and then we ended up sharing a dessert with a little candle on top. But I mean, we were, we were like, that doesn't sound like shaming if you just said, are you sure? Well, no. Cause like even from like for, when we were asking about the menu, he was like looking at us like we were crazy when we were ordering the food. Mm. Uh, which I, which is crazy. Like, don't you want us to just yeah, like, like upsell, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> like get the most expensive bottle Let's of wine get the rewards something. card out here or whatever. <laughs> uh, but it was delicious and we had fun and that's that. And then we got to come home and watch an amazing episode of Real Housewives of New York. It was amazing, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Let's, you know what? Speaking of, um, New York, we're going to dip back into the Wendy Williams saga because it is my favorite news story that has ever happened. And I am glued to my computer screen, my TV screen, every screen. But you know what's funny is that you didn't seem to be like too into the early parts of this all. No, because it was, it, I think it made me sad Mm -hmm. and I needed like there to be like a breaking point where like things were getting better to get me like into the story, you know? Because I had read a lot about uh, what was going on with Wendy and like allegations against Wendy and like all of that stuff all the time. Not against Wendy, against um, her husband. Yeah. Uh, So it made me sad at first. Sure. But once things started looking... The clouds cleared. Yeah, I went and grabbed a snack and came on back. Yeah. So, Wendy Williams' husband, who she filed for divorce from last week is officially out as executive producer of The Wendy Williams Show. Paycheck has confirmed today. 
Um, quote, Kevin Hunter is no longer an executive producer of the Wendy Williams show, a spokesperson for the daytime show, which is produced by Deb Mar Mercury told us Deb Mar Mercury wishes him well in his future endeavors. Um, I will say Kevin also released a statement uh, earlier this week where he apologized for his recent actions. He didn't like get into exactly what they were. And he talked about wanting to heal with his family. But I don't think Wendy's interested in healing. She has been chipper this week. She's been chippy, chippy, chippy. Chippy, chippy, chippy. So yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before, where she revealed that she got a phone call from (laughs) Charlemagne. Yes. So Charlemagne used to work on Wendy's radio show back in the day and was an early part of early episodes of the Wendy Williams TV show. Yeah, she used him as like a man on the street kind of thing, and it was not right. Right, but when she announced that Charlemagne had called her, because they'd been estranged for 10 plus years at this point. So when she announced that Charlemagne called her, the crowd at Wendy went wild. They were true Wendy watchers. They go wild occasionally, but they were wild there was one woman in particular she was wearing yellow and it was like it was the best day of her life it was like it was like jesus christ himself came and called wendy she was like at front row of beyonce homecoming right this woman 100 percent. so charlamagne has since spoken out to um page six he also spoke on the breakfast club and talked about how wendy kind of jokes that it was him calling to bring her on a date yeah. So he downplayed that on Breakfast Club. And I don't think she, I don't think, I think she was just joking. Yeah. And, but to page six, he said, we just had a conversation. Charlemagne 40 exclusively told page six, quote, I've always had love for Wendy. We never had a reason to not to communicate. The Breakfast Club, oh, sorry. Kevin told her some other reason as to why he stopped dealing with me. So it's just good to clear the air, he told us Wednesday. So the reason I, um, said 40 like that is because we have a conspiracy theory. Well, this is another Mariah situation where the birth year doesn't seem to all add up. If you go to Google and, and Google Charlemagne the God, it shows up as 40. And when you click through to the Wikipedia page, it shows up as 38 with two different birth years, either 1980 or 1978. Two different decades. Yeah, two different decades. Two different, like, if you're going to, going to a 70s party, you would dress very differently mm. than going to an 80s party. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Sure. So, I... And, like, Charlemagne confirmed that they were on the phone for a very long time. Yeah. It was said maybe, like, four hours. Yeah. Which is, is wild. In, like, this day and age. But they had 10 years to catch up on in some real, like, beef to squash. So, I get it. Yeah. Wow. I just want to see... I want to see him come on the show. I want to see pictures from whatever dinner they end up having. Wendy... This new look... Like, Wendy is problematic. We realize that. Oh, yeah. She's been very problematic this week. (laughs) But her being free from this awful man and, like, living for it is great. A pleasure. It's a pleasure to watch. So grab a snack and yeah, we come will on back. be coming back <laughs> next week, I'm sure. Uh, okay, I finally finally finished Ladies Who Punch over this past weekend. So to remind everyone, Ladies Who Punch is the book by Ramin Satuta about the history of The View, the best daytime show on y- television. You read it in a the night. night it came out <laughs> in one night in one sitting. Uh, 
which you easily can do. I spread it out over the course of like two different days, maybe. Right. Uh, like while flying and stuff. Right. Which was actually pretty impressive because I packed my Switch. And you know me. Love gaming on the go. Did not even crack it open because I was... Love gaming at home. I had to ring the doorbell like three times today <laughs> when I came over because he was so invested in his Switch. Uh, but cracked open Ladies Who Punch and could not put it down. So how do you want to talk about this? Do you want to go through like each of the major players in this book and kind of talk about your thoughts on what was revealed in the book? Sure. Well, first and foremost, something I've been screaming from the rooftops in Come Through Queen pre-production for years now is Barbara Walters' mantra, save it for the show. Right. Which we learned in the book that she would not allow them to get into like heated conversations about the hot topics like while they were prepping the hot topics because they didn't want the conversations to seem um, like rehearsed. Right. We've since, we now don't save it for the show anymore. <laughs> yes, we do. You used to be like so, like <laughs> such a bully about it. I like couldn't talk to you about oh, anything. Oh, that was like G-chat. I think it's different like G-chat versus like us talking about things in this room moments before recording. Yeah, no, but you were a bully about it. Sure. Because I don't like necessarily saving for the show. If I want to talk about something, I can talk about something mm. when I want to talk about something. Sure. Barbara. <laughs> okay. If you're the Barbara of this podcast, who am I? You are... I'm just the joy. The joy? Wow. <laughs> no, you're the Bill Getty. No. Uh, he's yeah, a Republican. He does not come off particularly well in the book. But he is who... Um, gave a ton of interviews. Gave the most interviews, I hear. Oh, wow, yeah. So, let's talk... Okay, let's talk about that first cast and like how it all came together. I loved hearing from Debbie, Matt Nopolis. I mean, I loved hearing about the setup of it all. Right. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, not to like pat myself on the back or sound psychotic, but reading the book, I feel like I knew 90% of what was in the book. I knew a lot about it. Like I knew the setup of how they rehearsed. It was in that hotel room yeah, and they would cycle people in that. and out. And the first group that they put together was the group that, that they ended up with. Yeah. It was the Barbara, the Joy, the Star, the Meredith, the Debbie group. I think I knew that Debbie was young. I don't think I realized that, like, still at NYU young. I think, well, the problem is, is this debuted prior to us being her age. Right. So, like, it didn't seem crazy at that time. But now as to If that people, happened now, if they added a high school or a college <laughs> senior to The View, I'd be like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, she, I, she had graduated. But, like, during the audition process, she was probably, like, finishing it up. Right. Yeah. Um, Star Jones's wedding. Oh, yeah, we're jumping ahead a little bit. But that w seemed to be, like, the breaking point for the original cast. Right. But now everyone does what Star was doing. Yeah. Now we literally have View, view Your Deal. Which is interesting. That, that, that came up in the book in terms of it being, like, corny and, like, who refused, like, people refuse to do it. Rosie was refusing to do it, or no? Someone was refusing to do it. View your deal. Yeah. Um. Probably. Probably Rosie. Yeah. Because she's the only like modern day person. Yeah. Probably Rosie. Yeah. Um. View your deal was always at its best when it was with Sarah Haynes. I'll just say. I wish they would get rid of view your deal. I like it sometimes. I like never watch it. And I like when Whoopi comes out and picks something out. Well, that's only when it's like a. Like a well, that's usually the food gag. 
Well, no, she does it with the stuff, and but she doesn't do it as much with Sunny. She did it a lot with Sarah. Just saying. Okay, we're clearly jumping all over the place, which this is the next logical jumping point. I don't think I appreciated the fact that Whoopi and Nicole Wallace were the best of friends. Oh, yes. I think I, like, I pay very close attention to Nicole, so I, like, had inklings of this. But The View really talks about it. And Nicole and Rosie at the time didn't get along, but now they're best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, Trump brings people together or whatever. So, for that particular... That particular chapter was really interesting to me because, like, we from the sidelines knew it was a disaster in the making. Like, remember when we were like, who is going to be on this cast? And then all of a sudden it was Nicole Wallace and Rosie. And, right. and the book really depicts it being like, yeah, that decision was just made for no reason. Yeah, I remember that they talk about Essie Cup in this book a little bit. And I remember hearing the news reports of her getting into a big fight with um Rosie with Rosie and Whoopi during the testing. And the fun part of that story is that that fucked up Sunny Hostin's chance of joining cuz she was in the same audition with Essie Cup. Sunny joined at the right time actually. Yeah, so. if she had joined that season, she who knows where she would yeah. be. Um another thing that was kind of fun to catch up with was the fact that like Rachel Campos Duffy was Really on the ledge so many times. I know. I wish I could say I feel bad for her, but yeah, her husband is so awful. And and this is the thing that shocked me the most, and I feel like no one's talking about it. Lauren Sanchez. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. She was a Bezos's um like mistress. People are talking about it on. The places I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> what Joy Bear is the best part of the View Facebook group? No, like um, I've heard other podcasts talk about mm. that specific thing. Like, okay, um, well. you know who was up for who auditioned at one point? Who surprised me? Do you remember? Were you in on um, Real World Seattle? Um, not really. Oh, there was this person, Lindsay, who was mentioned in the book. Oh yeah, that, I don't know. Uh, and she was always my favorite on that show, and I sometimes Google to see where she is. But, like, the Lauren Sanchez thing to me is just such a, like, that would have changed the course of history. I know. And it also just the way that it's written about in the book, obviously, it went to print before we heard about Lauren yeah. Sanchez. So it's not referenced at all. Yeah. The fact that what her current story is, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Um, I feel like we did not get enough about Joy. I feel like Joy sat for, like, one kind of short interview. Yeah. It seemed like she... I don't know. I've heard Ramin speak more about Joy and how Joy basically made the show. Meaning when her and Elizabeth left, the ratings tanked. And then when she came back, the ratings went back up. Sure. And I wish that was talked about more. We... They totally skimmed over, like, the last few years of The View... Where it could be its own book by itself, how tumultuous it is with all of these different yeah, co-hosts. There's many stories to tell there. So I feel like we need to dip back in, get Jed on the line, get Candace Cameron Bure on the line, get Raven on the line, yeah. get Michelle Collins on the line. Yeah. I heard a story about um apparently Michelle Collins like turned her back at Ramin when they saw each other at a party, even though they had been previously friendly. <gasps> That's what I hear. Oh my god, you're just reporting the facts. Um Except here's the problem. 
his like love of Megan really jumped out even in the little that she was mentioned. Yeah, I think she gave an interview too. Cause like before before she joins, we hear about like Whoopi wanting Megan to join. Right. Uh I'm not sure if it was that Nicole Wallace season or or not. Probably. Or even maybe even earlier than that. Probably. Also, Megan is like best friends with SE Cup too. Are all conservatives just like friends? I mean, but that makes so much sense. Right. Like they're the same brand. Yeah, like, oh, we love housewives. Yeah. Um Jenny McCarthy was a lot of she's loving this. Okay, but here's the thing. I was kind of disappointed that her whole chapter was was already reported on. Like I, I I looked at the like first few sentences and I looked at the last few sentences and I was like, oh, I guess I don't have to read this chapter. Yeah. I think I actually skipped that chapter too. Oh my God. <laughs> well, because I couldn't wait to get to the fresh stuff. Right. Um, anything else that you want to talk about? Oh, Sherry Shepard. Delight in this book. I feel and like we could have gotten more about that. There was a sweet story about how Sherry had no clothes oh, and yeah. Whoopi bought her a bunch of clothes. It was very nice like clothes. pretty woman. <laughs> and how she had never read a newspaper before she started The View. I could have gotten a lot more of Sherry. I mean, there was a moment where we thought we were going to get a whole show devoted to I know. her. <laughs> and then things turned around at the Wendy Williams show. I really want to see Ramin go on The View. And I don't think it's that far of a cry. Like he is best friends with Megan McCain. So mm. I think what I'm envisioning a Friday when Whoopi's not there, because Whoopi did not like being on the cover of the book with Rosie. I know, which is such a stupid thing. Who cares? So a Friday when Whoopi's not there, bring Ramin on for uh, two segments or actually guest co-host. They used to do, um, guy day Friday. Mm. Oh yeah. That, well, that was like during tumultuous times. Yeah. <laughs> do it this time just for Ramin and talk about the view Talk about the book for three segments of Hot Topics. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Barbara stuff is, like, really sad. I feel like the book, in general, paints her in a bad light. Yeah, but I feel like Jenny McCarthy did her really dirty there. Mm. And it's, like, making claims about her health that, like, Barbara's not telling her story in the past couple years, so, like, don't do that to her. Mm. No, but even, like, in the early years, she's painted as, like, so insecure. She is. Yeah. Sorry. Um, run to walk if you haven't read this book, which I guess I'm probably the last one to read it. So. Yeah, Dan's the last one to read it. No, but really, go pick it up. Or if you know me, I have, like, a couple extra copies. <laughs> so you can just borrow one. Sure. Uh, let's move it right along to someone else who released a book this past week. Which I have ordered. Oh. It's, like... It must be sold out or something, because mine's not coming till next week. Oh. Mine's not coming till, like, the 24th. Congratulations, Stassi Schroeder. I have Amazon Prime. Um, That was a weird flex, sorry. Not to brag. Wow. (laughs) You're really, like, the 1% here. Uh, So, Stassi Schroeder released, what's it called, Next Level Basic? Yes. Which, wow. The timing of this week's Vanderpump Rules episode. With, like, the photo shoot and everything. Truly. That was perfectly planned out. Um, she got her... I bet they moved it. I bet they just moved it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was not as quick as... Moved the release of the book? No, I bet they moved the footage. And then, yeah, that's why it was planned out. Sure. Like, it wasn't falling in chronological order. Mm -hmm. Never mind. It's my brain not being smart enough. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Stassi was featured in the New York Times this past weekend by one former guest of the show, Louis Peitzman. 
And we got to learn a little bit about Stasi's producer brain. Right. So in the piece, Ms. Schroeder displays both business savvy and a deep understanding of unscripted drama. Mr. Clark, who happens to be Bo, said there are times she will pause during a conversation during filming because she knows a plane is flying around overhead uh, and will disrupt the sound. Kristen Duty said she did have this experience already, so she could guide Katie and I through season one. Stassi wasn't afraid of the cameras, in reference to her already being on The Amazing Race and Queen Bees and Wannabes. Yeah, I definitely could have heard more about her producer brain. I wish there was like, I wish they went more in depth. Yeah, because I don't know who else on this show necessarily has that brain. Not a one, Lisa. Well, Lisa has the executive producer brain, right? Um, but besides all this, funny how things all line up. So <laughs> you may have listened to this very podcast with one guest, Honey Mustard Girl, a few weeks ago when she was traveling from Nashville to New York City, baby, on a plane in Nashville's airport and ran into Stasi and Kristen. No, not Kristen. Katie. Katie. Um, and we got we got Honey Mustard's side of the story. And we and, thought that was the end of it. And we thought that was the end of it. But now I guess we should listen to Stassi Schroeder's side of the story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just remembering when you and Katie had already flown to New York from Nashville. So it was just me and Kristen and Bo and Schwartz were left at the airport. And oh, man. That was my worst hungover day ever. I almost didn't get on that plane. Really? No, I almost stayed another night in Nashville. Ugh. Well, I had you, but you I had to go that day, right? I didn't. I mean, I didn't have to, but I would have to like, I have to get people to rebook my flights. And I was like, I'm, I'm a trooper. Yeah. I'm gonna do Just it. Do if it. I vomit on the plane, that's fine. I ended up sitting next to somebody, who was somebody who came up to us in the airport. Oh God! Someone came up to us in the airport when we were literally just hung over just sitting there like oh my god i'm gonna die i'm gonna die and they're like can i just get a photo i can't remember what they said but they're like can i get a photo blah 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 i'm like I'm, i literally said to her i was like i'm so hung over right now please can we do this quickly like and yeah. it was probably my bitchiest moment because i'm like that doesn't even sound that bitchy. i am hung over yeah this sucks i have no makeup on i yeah. really feel like i'm gonna die and then i go into the plane and me and katie thought we were sitting next to each other because we were and both going were? to new york and we weren't. She was like, we were two rows behind her in front of each other. And I was sitting next to that person. I'm like, oh, Lord, I think I did something terrible in my past life because. Oh, that's absolutely this horrible. Is, this is hell. So anything I I do or say, I know this person knows enough that they're going to tell people that. Yes. So I'm like, and I'm, I might vomit on this plane they'll tell people oh my god that gives me so much anxiety it was that was actually the worst and there was it was such a quick flight like two hour yeah quick, it was long enough but quick enough but long enough yeah quick enough to where you don't have tv we were in first class too yeah quick enough to where like you don't have tvs or anything like that uh-huh but long enough to where maybe we should have had tvs yeah yeah and I was seated next to somebody and I just didn't, this person, I just didn't know what to do. It was really bad. It was oh, really bad. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> what do you have to say, Brent? <laughs> this person. This person. This person. I will say, Stassi was relatively nice about it. Yeah. I would say the one thing that she could have given Honey Mustard credit for, which we heard Honey Mustard's side of the story a few weeks ago, is that Honey Mustard Girl 
played it so cool on the plane on the flight like did not say little not even a little peep right um so rachel with her little comments i know like well she well she goes on later in the podcast annoyed that people came up to like duty and some of the boys or or shorts or something and and thought she was lala and then <laughs> I mean she wishes well no thought she was like said, said like are you Lala and then she's like no and she's like oh. and then the person was like oh are you the comedy girl <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have so we have a response from one honey mustard girl herself we're just going back and forth with the responses yeah so it's time to hopefully this is the final word on the matter but who knows I haven't heard this yet so uh, I yeah, neither curious. have I <laughs> hi guys um as you know, Stassi um, mentioned our interaction at the Nashville airport on the latest episode of her podcast. Um, I basically woke up the other morning with alerts on the Facebook group and a slew of texts from our fellow horse ladies um, that, that that had happened. Um, my immediate reaction was embarrassment. My stomach sank. Like I was so, I didn't think I could actually listen to it. Um, I just knew it wasn't an ideal situation for Stassi and definitely not for me either. She's literally been harping on how hungover she was that day on every episode of her podcast since. Um, anyway, she basically complained about having to sit next to me on the flight, being that hungover, knowing that I'm a fan. Um, and little does she know, I was more horrified than she was, I think. I was embarrassed to ask for a photo in the first place. And um, so then when she walked on the flight and sat next to me, I was mortified um, that I had to endure that for the whole flight. So um, I actually DM'd her, which I'm 1,000% sure she'll never read. But it's just funny. Every day a new friend of mine texts me that they heard her talk about me on the podcast and I'm basically famous. Um, I don't think I've ever approached anyone famous before except for Connie Britton, but that's a whole other story. And I doubt I ever will, um, approach a famous person and ask for a photo again because this was not really that fun. Um, (laughs) also Rachel O'Brien is insufferable. Anyways, that's all. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, RIP Rachel O'Brien. Killed my honey mustard girl. (laughs) One, one fast shot. Also when honey went up to Connie Britton, it was like at an award show situation. So like you're like signing up for it. Connie was ready. Yeah. She's ready. She's been ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I, it was just probably a bad experience for both of them, really. I, it was a great experience for us. For us, yeah, the community. (laughs) There should have been TVs on that long enough flight. Actually, I will say, I think every single flight ever now should have a TV. I feel like they're skimping out more than ever these days. It's wild. Like, we're like going back in time people like are expecting a tv they want to watch love simon but only the parts when jennifer gardner's crying i I, is is like the gag now that everyone has their own device so they want to charge you for using the device is that like what they're trying to do i guess but also like when you're on a plane like part of you is worried about like with your device if it's a long flight you don't want to like use it oh baby you gotta have a charger well you bring a charger too i don't know they should just have tvs i'm sorry yeah it's 2019. Get with the picture. Get a life. Okay. Let's move it along to all our shows this week. Let's we have that. Real Housewives of Atlanta. 
Part two of the Roa reunion. Oh my god, Roa. Can I mean not Candy Nini? Like, cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> Be a little more chippy. We got Greg coming out to give his side of the story. <laughs> not coming out. Coming out of the closet. Basically. No. Uh... Uh, coming out to tell his side of the story of his battle with cancer and Nini's response to it all. <laughs> it just like puts Nini in such a mood. Did you notice that she was just like, like, just like unhappy after that? Well, she was unhappy before it too. I know, but she was like more unhappy. Like she was barely even speaking at all and not even like making a face. <sighs> yeah. Um, I feel like Shamari versus Marlo is like, Oh yeah. So we tried out Marlo and Tanya. Yeah. Marlo gets some VIP seating right next to Nini pushing candy aside. Well, you got to put people next to their allies, I guess. And Tanya was famously next to her friends. Her new friend. (laughs) I'm so glad that we addressed the change in Chiron. I feel like that's something only like a super fan would appreciate. Right. It came up here and it came up on Watch Happens Live too when Eva was on. Yeah. The other day. I thought it was a weird week for Eva to be on Watch Happens Live. I don't know. I just like wasn't expecting it. Who were you hoping for? I just like... You don't expect them to have, like, the newer person on, like, multiple times a season. I don't know. I would have expected, like, maybe Nini. But Nini was just on. Oh, I don't know. It just, for me, it was a surprise. And who was she paired with? She was paired with... It was someone, like, fun. Interesting. We'll I can't think about remember, it. yeah. Uh, okay, so, wow. Marlo really gave a... A performance of a lifetime in this re- part of the reunion. She was all over the place. She was conferencing responses with Nini left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was. Oh, Miss Lawrence is who Eva was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that yes, was good. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. It's funny how like Miss Lawrence blew past all these women and is now on network TV. <laughs> I know, like multiple network shows, right? I don't know about multiple. Yeah, Star, and then was on Empire. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do love... I, do, do you remember the clip they showed with Miss Lawrence in, like, a Nene Leakes wig? Yes. <laughs> on Star. On Star. Also, I, I loved when Miss Lawrence refused to answer a question about um, which housewife would he make over, because mm-hmm. I, he, he was like, I just don't do that anymore. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, okay. Nini saying they on the end trying to work for these spots when like, (laughs) when uh, Tanya and Eva were like, and even Shamari were like piping up. Right. I just feel like if Nini gets complacent like this and gets this kind of attitude, then she'll be gone. I, I think she should be gone. Yeah. Go do your bicycling show or whatever, your spin class show. Give... Tamar a peach, even though Andy has, Andy shot has it down. said that's not going to happen. So his response was that she has her own show, mm-hmm. but like she would gladly leave that for the housewives, I'm sure. Well, didn't she already leave her show? And then they subbed mm. in, didn't they sub in okay. Phaedra in New yeah. York? Isn't it weird how, like, did, did that ever even air? I don't know. Phaedra was on Fox <laughs> 5 Atlanta talking about it. <laughs> I feel like if it aired, we would have seen a clip, right? 
I don't know. Or like, maybe this has the, only happened in like silence. Maybe the family got back together. Well, they well, did someone, get back together. Yeah, no, but maybe they got back together before they could go to film with mm. Phaedra. I don't know, man. Is Phaedra coming back? If Nini goes, then Phaedra's not coming mm. back. No, I don't think that like they're tied to each other in that way. But Nini was the one actively. I know, I know, but like lobbying. But Phaedra was there, and the other Atlanta housewives had no problem with it, seemingly. Well, Candy was in the house, remember? Yeah, Candy was in the, the Big house. Brother house. I don't want to lose Marlo if Nini doesn't come back, though, is the other problem. Marlo can be Portia's friend? Portia's friend? Are they friendly? Not really, because, like, Nini and... Cynthia's friend. I don't know, because she was nasty to Cynthia, too. Oh, a dual 180 be Shamari's friend. I, Shamari was the only person left, I think, that Nini was still following on, like, the socials. Oh, weird. Shamari's like fun. I like Shamari. Yeah, Shamari, she has her moments. Um, Marlo, the line of the episode was definitely when Marlo said to Eva, Don't bet your bottom dollar, there's not many left. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shamari not knowing what Betty Ford is. That was wild. Uh, I love when the streets are talking and Marlo has people in her DMs telling her. The streets are always talking. They're always talking. Word on the street is Giselle's back soon, baby. So also Marlo's over here checking her DMs, but Stassi's not. I know. Although I wonder, no, I'm sure like if Stassi's checking any DMs, it's going to be an Instagram DM, not a Twitter DM, right? I don't, I think, I don't know. Instagram DMs are like crazy I know, but you're, and hidden. But you're thinking like our brain where we're not like Instagram stars. Right. No, I know. But like I feel some people like, like love Instagram. I feel like Twitter might make it easier for you to check them or like make it more like, I don't know, maybe like notify you more mm-hmm. or something. Um, I, I did love Tanya trying to forge alliances like from across the couch where like during the whole Shamari drunk conversation... Tanya's like, I got you. I love it. Tanya's a girl's girl. She's a girl's girl. <laughs> <laughs> love a girl's girl. Okay, sh- another like standout moment was Shamari bringing the Zara gift card. That was... <laughs> and them passing it down and Portia pretending to steal it. Pass the peach. Pass the peach. Okay, and then we're kind of closing it out with... The closet fight. And I thought we were going to get some answers during this episode, but it seems like we're saving it for next week. Yeah, we still don't know... The belt. The belt. Why is the belt, like, the thing? I don't know. Oh, my God. Yesterday, I got, like, halfway to the subway, and I realized I, my belt was open. Oh, I thought you were going to say you, you realized you forgot your belt, which oh. is, like, I hate that. When I get all the way into work, and I'm, I have my shirt tucked in, mm-hmm. and I'm not wearing a belt, and I look like a clown... It's like the worst feeling in the world. I almost want to like run out to Target and go get a belt. Go get one next time. I know. Or like leave one in my desk maybe. That's weird. That's a weird solution. No, but like don't girls leave shoes at work? Girls? (laughs) Ladies? Women? (laughs) No, ladies is worse. (laughs) Women. 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 Strong women leave shoes at work. Now it sounds like you're mocking women. (laughs) Women. (laughs) Sorry. I, I, I am... <sighs> okay. Is there anything else for Atlanta that we need to discuss? No, I just always like the koi. Oh, like 
chiming in when we need them. When they like, <laughs> when someone's yelling, they bring us down to koi level, and we can hear the yelling mm, muffled. Yeah, like yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It's actually very similar to the audio quality of the first few episodes of this very podcast. Oh yeah, we were actually recording we in, were a koi in a koi pond. pond. <laughs> okay, with that, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with Vanderpump Rules, Summer House. Beverly Hills, New York, and some Drag Race. Cheese. And we're back with Vanderpump Rules. Snooze. This episode sucked. (laughs) Yeah. People in general are saying this season isn't good. It's like had its moments. It's had its moments. I. This is such an unpopular opinion, but... I like to be around Nastasia Schroeder. Oh yeah, I just like being in their in their presence. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I wish we would focus more on things that we're not focusing on. Like, like I want more like day to day Saucy and Bo. Same. I would like more day to day all the relationships. Not Jackson Brittany for me. Not Raquel and James. Not Katie and Schwartz. Actually, none of them except oh. for Saucy and Bo. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but we have a little confrontation about Girls' Night In. Lisa has has said it's a success, but Katie wants to do it, like, maybe once a month. Like, what else is she doing? It's clear that I don't think she's getting, like, particularly paid for this, I think is the issue. Mm Mm-hmm. So why do it? Yeah, I... Them trying to make these nights a thing. I don't like this storyline. I think there's like a a conversation about this that's not being had on the television screen. Agree. Like, why are we doing this? They should do um, Katie Ariana night at Tom Tom. I think that would be cute. Yeah, at least they're like supporting their husband. Like it affects affects their the money coming to their house. Oh, and you know what they could do too? They could for like they could temporarily put a big picture of the two of them kissing in the entrance where the Tom Tom mm. pick is. It would be so great. Yeah. Um okay. James is like meeting up with Tom and Ariana and flipping out on them. I hate this like when this trio gets together, I'm like I don't get it. It's like someone meeting up with his parents <laughs> or like someone meeting up with his like older brother and like his older brother's girlfriend Mm. it's weird yeah i don't enjoy he flips out and like leaves and then comes back and i to be honest i don't even know what he was upset about because they're trying to coach him through the fact that he keeps on getting in trouble or something like that yeah really we're dragging this out a little too much like apple juicy style i think it's because nobody wanted to go to the puppy shower so they're talking about that with him Mm -hmm. i like okay um the next level basic photo shoot was actually pretty fun yeah i love a photo shoot I love watching Stassi do a photo shoot. I'm Try, sorry. Trying to be emulate Sheena. I know. I That's a fun element of the show. Whenever the kind of early Stassi versus Sheena stuff comes up, even yeah. if it's in a joking way. For like even a split second. It's fun in the way that summer should be fun. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what happened with Jackson Brady at Therapy. I think I like grabbed a snack and came on back during that point. Yeah, just a lot of the 
Jax doesn't trust. No, that's a bad accent. Wow. Really sorry. It no. was. Just, it's just there was nothing exciting in this episode except for. Well, the next thing, Ariana and Duty. I wish it was this whole episode. Yeah, the their dynamic is so interesting. When Ariana tells Duty that it's the anniversary of her dad's death, and then then we relive like what was going yeah. on during that. Um, Time. Well, I like I like Duty saying I had my Tyra Banks five head at Pride confronting you. <laughs> I know. I have a picture of that saved to my phone. And Ariana, it was like shocking to see her with her flowing locks because I feel like her new little bob is so iconic. Right. Like the like I feel like the straight women out there in the world like look to that as a, like an iconic fashion moment. You have one example, and it's your sister. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's more public polling shows. There's more examples out there. Sound off in the comments below. Public polling shows that Ariana's sh- short bob is an iconic fashion moment. I just like there was something about when Ariana told Kristen that it was the anniversary of her dad's death, and like Kristen starts to get worked up, and Ariana like calms her down immediately. Mm, yeah, I feel like that's like their dynamic in a nutshell. Mm. Uh, what else? The puppy party, puppies on display. Yeah. We were pinning the tail on the puppy or something. Pinning the tail on the puppy and then, like, throwing, like, fake poop bags into dog bowls. Imagine if someone invited you over to their home. Oh, I won't go to a puppy shower, I'll tell you that much. Well, like, if it was, like, Jamie, you would take a Claritin and come through. Mm. But imagine if those were the activities. Like, what would you do? I actually love activities. But, like, those were the activities. I love literally every activity. Literally every activity? Yeah. Uh, we... Like, you like, like, picking Alex's toenails? That's an activity? No, that's not a you game. Said, that... You said literally like, every activity. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> Lala's music event. Which, didn't we, like, sort of have this already last year when Stassi was the... The planner. The but this planner. one was for the song about her dad. This one was, like, instead event planned by Rand's money and he wasn't there because he was with the kids in Bahamas. <clears throat> and she dedicated the song to Ariana and Jax. Okay, this event did not sell me. On what? Lala as a performer. Right. I feel like we, we like, with last year we took like three steps forward and with this we took ten steps back. Okay. Like the sound wasn't like the sound was off. She was off because like after she performed her first song, she's like, Ugh, not to bring down the room, but like a real performer, like lets people get in their feelings. Ariana and Jeremy clutching each other in this song about a dead dad. Mm. Beautiful. Just kidding. It was actually kind of creepy. Yeah. This was, like, and I can say that because I have a dead dad. Oh yeah. yeah I'm a it. part of the club. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I just like, I wanted a Lala career, a music career, and now I don't. Like, I feel like this music is maybe, like, maybe this is the music of the day, and, like, I'm too old now. You this know is what I mean? what's happening at Coachella. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what's happening You're at Coachella. No, but, like, when Aaron you're... Shock is, like, making out to Lala <laughs> singing this. <laughs> when you talk about music that comes from a reality star... You want a Chic Salavi. I want, want a fucking good as gold. Good as gold. You want a tardy for the party. You don't want this. You know? Yeah. You want a girl code. Don't be so unreal. Run cool. cool. 
Okay, uh, Lala then at work the next day or something tells Sheena she's not going to drink anymore. Right. Which I think on Watch What Happens Live she said, like, that wasn't when she became sober, but, like, in October or something she did. Right, and this was summer, right? Yeah. they filmed during the summer. Yeah. Uh, And then we have the Oracle. I loved this Oracle. It was, like, a weird house that looked like it was in Jamaica Plain, Boston, but it was in the middle of L.A., apparently. Yeah. And we come in. But, like, we, but we can't come in. We can't come in With until she, like, yells for... at you. <laughs> and then there's, like, a weird, like, floor fan around. Like, there's objects places. We're trying to get rid of the... the... The dark passenger. There was a, like a bottle of champagne that never got opened. Was that supposed to be like symbolic of the dark passenger? I don't know. Like there was a mention of a Mario Brothers cloud at one point. I know. <laughs> I don't know why we were talking about Stassi that. Stassi always brings it, brings in the current references. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and was she cured? I think the way they speak now, I feel like she was cured. Mm, okay. Uh, so that's it for Vanderpump Rules for me, baby. Yeah, not the best episode. Let's go on over to Beverly Hills. Okay. We don't want to touch oh, summer the house. summer house yet. Yeah. Let's go on over to Summer House. Christmas in July, baby. Christmas in July. I've wanted to do this as a theme for my birthday party for like years and I've never done it. Because your birthday's in, in July. July. No, my birthday's in um August, <laughs> but I wanted to do a Christmas in July theme. Yeah. Uh... Does this episode make you want to do it more or less? Yeah, but I need, like, the right venue. Mm -hmm. It can't just be, like, in the city. It has to be, like... you have to. I have to be, like, somewhere where it's, like, only friends and Mm -hmm. we're doing it just for fun. Like, in my backyard. Like, in your back... No, no. Not... No. You're so anti. (laughs) Not, like, your new house. Like... Oh, like, your beach house. Mm -hmm. Though I only like going there during the winter. The winter, yeah. So... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which, uh, are we coming up on the two-year mark again? Of what? Of the last time you invited us to your beach house? I think maybe even longer. Who knows? We always get invited once every two years. Mm. Okay. Um, best of buds, Dorit and Denise. But, like, not really. Dorit yeah. was disgusted to be there. <laughs> oh, my God. She had to sit on that dog-haired covered couch with just a blanket over it. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it, though. Love Denise. Uh, Kyle Richards is throwing Camille a wedding shower. Which seems so forced. Everyone knows in Beverly Hills, seating is everything. Oh my god. I, like, hearing the words Beverly Hills come out of Kyle Richards' mouth sends chills down my spine. Even though we're on a show about Beverly Hills? Yeah, she's still not allowed to say it. I know. Where, does she actually live in Beverly Hills proper? No, now she lives in Encino. I, I have no idea. Encino's in the valley. Sure. Which, oh, I need to talk back to Vanderbump Rules for a second. Sure. Now that they're all buying houses, I have an idea for a spinoff. Okay, so my idea is we do another spinoff of Vanderpump Rules called Vanderpump's Valley, and it's about all the older ones moving to the valley, which they are, mm-hmm. and then they rejudge Vanderpump Rules with younger people. Good. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. We need the new class. Yeah. Yeah. Like Saved by the Bell or whatever. Or Glee. Or Glee. Okay, let's get back to Beverly Hills. Okay. Uh, so, 
we are now following Lisa Vanderpump on this kitchen journey, I guess, for the next month. I like it, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> She's like, what's she doing in her kitchen? Just like tearing it out yeah, and tearing it apart. A new one. And now she has like her little side kitchen where she's trying to make tea. Yeah, and makes a joke about, oh, I should be drinking wine. Rosé. Oh, all day. Rosé. All yeah, day. If only. Uh, okay. We see the morally corrupt Faye Resnick rolling up to Camille's wedding shower. They've long made up, right? I know, but it's just like wild to see. We need the whole cast of characters. We should have had Camille come through. Where's Dee Dee? Where is Dee Dee? I know where she is. No, we know where she is at a Mac Cosmetics, and it's not Mac. She's at she's doing makeup at a Nordstrom's in Seattle. So run, don't walk to the Seattle Mall. Yeah, the one mall in Seattle. <laughs> okay, um, sorry, Erica. Erica can't join us. She's rehearsing. I'll catch you at the next wedding, Camille. And she like Erica like her dancer hits her in the head. She was like pissed. You I could feel tell. like mm, call me a conspiracy theorist. Call me by your name, a conspiracy this, theorist. I could see this being like a staged hit, rehearsed. That is conspiracy theory. Because like we've seen Erica rehearse a hundred times, so like let's. Zhuzh it up with a. Is this injury. like when Vanderpump fell on Dancing with the Stars? I didn't watch that. No, but they talked about it on the show. Oh, okay. And Kim and Kyle claimed she was faking it. Yeah, that's maybe. like how that's like Beverly Hills history that you should actually know. Fake it till you make it, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Lois is in town, we learn. Lisa's telling us this while she's coming to the wedding shower. But, we love Lois. But we don't see Lois a little bit later. Um, we learn at the wedding shower that Kyle had dinner with Kathy last night. And then Rena says, well, your show got canceled. And Kyle, like, it's that's seriously the reason. Which is... I almost fell off the chair. So wild. Rena, this was like... An MVP a, moment for Rena. MVP this episode. episode, yeah. Like, best episode she's ever had. Yeah. That was a good moment. But it's true. Like, it really is true. The reason that they're friends again... And this is why I've always had a problem with Kyle. Could you imagine going ahead with, like, any sort of business venture? Despite, like, what your family's wishes are and, like, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to create real... Well, it's not just your wish. their wishes. It's, like... A business venture that's actively... Uh, about them. Like, about them. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing from the wedding shower is, like, Camille acting really disappointed that Lisa Vanderpump's not there. She doesn't care. Talk Camille, about her gums some Camille, more. you were Camille. talking major shit about her last episode, <laughs> honey. That's all, Like, did, did she have friends there? <laughs> no, she's not a friend. Or was it... Or is this, like, one... Is this, like, Eva's... Bachelorette, where she had like the real one with her real friends separately. I don't think Camille has friends. Yeah, I could picture a world where that's not the case. I feel like she's the type to get into relationships. Mm. And so she has friends through that relationship and not any friends IRL. So, like, her only real quote friends are these friends that she's worked on this TV show with for however many years. Like Faye Resnick. Yeah, like Faye Resnick. Okay. Is Faye getting a check after she leaves this shower? Like, does she get appearance fees? I think she gets like 
a cold sandwich and a metro card like that um <laughs> like did you watch that snl skit from this weekend no oh it was the actress and it was about the actor it was actually really funny it was oh, about the, the actress and the gay porn oh yeah i did see that yeah, yeah um yeah, yeah, and yeah. she got the meal voucher at the yeah, end. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it was really funny <laughs> maybe like i subconsciously made that joke right now because of that maybe without thinking about it okay normally i would not like the scene of like going to go get procedures and treatments but, but this had me smiling <laughs> it was great lois decided not to participate but just watch and this is where we started talking this is where uh lisa started laying the groundwork well, harry's gl- glued to the tv like m- many of us were <laughs> yeah. for the um kavanaugh hearing the hearing it with christine blasey ford yeah um we had amelia and bedelia in the frozen chamber i like them again i think that it was a lot of fun watching them scream and like they sounded like they were being murdered and like i wonder if they were in there for like a few more seconds what would have happened right how can you be in there don't don't you like turn blue don't body body parts freeze off i don't know no i don't know it takes a minute maybe maybe it takes a minute i have no idea how that works this is actually a little similar to something that came up on summer house where like Danielle stuck her face in the, no, Paige stuck her face in the, the ice water. Mm-hmm. I think that's like maybe like freezing is is a thing we should be looking into. Well, it's that's a thing. Remember when Sonia would fill mm. the bidet up with ice water oh, yes, to, yes, to dip yes. her face in? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Wow, she was a pioneer. Really. Okay, so then we get to this dinner and all the renas are there except for harry because he's still glued to the tv <laughs> he's still watching the hearings <laughs> the hearing's been over for hours wow well no because they're west coast oh yeah yeah so exactly yeah so they're having dinner so yeah you know what i mean they're having dinner, oh, so yeah. it's been over oh, longer. Sorry, I'm not good at that. <laughs> I know, either am I. <laughs> East Coast is the only time zone I know. <laughs> the buildings are nice and tall over yeah, here. Come on, get on board. Um. Okay. Rena brings it up. How did it come up exactly again? I think she said like, "Why, oh, why Harry's Harry not here?" There. And then Camille interjects by saying. I just have a different point of view on this one. And that's where we're like, all perked up. So let's, before we get into like what they said, the responses of the people around them. Uh Uh-huh. Teddy, besides Renna, I think it was like Renna was the most anti, then Teddy, then Denise. Yeah, Denise showed it in her face. Um, Kyle doesn't vote or pay attention to politics. So, as a friendly reminder, Kyle's mother-in-law is one of the loudest and proudest trumpettas in the world. In Go this to her land. Twitter. It's scary. It's like Alex Jones' scary. Doctor Estella theory. Schneider, a doctor. <laughs> Uh, that came up oh god I guess we should just believe doctors 
Um, and then I know what it's like to be wrongfully accused. I have like the cadence memorized in my brain. <laughs> the way she sings, that she's like singing wrongfully accused. And like, it's actually crazy after we found out that like, they're just, they're not like an enclosed space. Like they're kind of overlooking the rest of the restaurant. So like people probably can hear this entire thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, was, okay, pause for one second. Even before the trailer came out, we knew that Camille, this is where Camille landed because she was tweeting about this. Right. And I don't follow Camille, but like this tweet made it onto my purview timeline. So did Rena know what she was doing? Or maybe Camille, oh, that's like, I'm sure if we go to that, like, do, that sick Reddit document, we could piece this together. Right. Because Rena might have known what she was doing uh, and brought this up on purpose. Wow. Which is interesting. That is like giving Stasi's producer mind a run for its money. But like, think about it. They ne- Beverly Hills especially never touches anywhere near like things that are going on in the world. Yeah, it's like as if we're reporting live from another planet. Like we've seen New York talk about politics. Like we went through the Atlanta. election with New York, Atlanta. Like they're visiting people in Congress. Yeah, this is interesting. Mm. Rena might have done this on purpose right. and good for her to expose the bigs. I, unlike Kyle, think that we should be talking about politics at dinner. I know Kyle. Kyle like chimes in at the end. It's like, my mom always told me that she once said on American woman, she once said on American <laughs> woman that you should never talk about religion, politics. And she said something else at, at like around the, with strangers or in mixed company. Mm. It's like, you know what, Kyle? It's 2019. We will talk about politics at every dinner table, especially the uncomfortable ones, because you're part of the problem, Bonch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we hear from Robin. Ro- love Robin. Love Robin. Uh, she t- well, because because Camille says she didn't have enough evidence. You better have your witnesses lined up. Which Camille was clearly not paying attention. Please. This hearing famously did not allow anyone besides Dr. Ford to testify. Right. Um, you would tell your best friend. You would tell your parents. I did. I did. I did this. Like I told. It's like, oh, I guess everyone should have done what you did, Camille. Yeah, you're perfect. Um, so Robin talks about how she was attacked when she was in the seventh grade and didn't come out until the Me Too... And she didn't, like, bring it up until the Me Too movement started. Mm-hmm. So that was an example right there at the table. Um, and then... Kyle was so excited to get a text from Kim to break this all up. Oh, my God. You'll never guess who's here. And, like, Rena like, has no idea. And then when Kyle said it, like, you could see Rena trying to like processing in her brain how she should react. Right. Do you think this was completely by coincidence? And like Kim walked into the restaurant, saw the cameras and like, <laughs> she ran towards the camera. <laughs> no, but like texted. she grabbed a man in a white undershirt. <laughs> who, is was this, like, who is this, this man? Old, first of this all, old man. <laughs> is this a date? 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, and then like Kathy gets word that they're filming and comes running in too. Yeah, Kathy was there. It was so weird. And then Camille's crying, crying at some point because about this is what this is people with wrong, awful opinions who are standing up for fucking sexual predators always do. Mm. They run their mouth. People don't like it, and then they act like the fucking mm. victim. Oh, wow, yeah. When there's an actual real victim here who mm. you refuse to believe because you want to stand up for the fucking white man of fucking awful privilege. <laughs> Go off. I snapped. And then that was the perfect time to ask Kyle B. or Bridesmaid. <laughs> uh, I would have said no. Yeah. So <laughs> Rena and Kim like run away from each other. This is what the thing with Kim. Kim, Kim, at, Kim at some point was just walking into the kitchen. Like, what the fuck? And then she like reaches out for Camille, and Camille thinks it's a fan at first. Could you see that? Could you tell that? And then Camille realizes who she is. And then I feel like as many housewife scenes go, it was just like at the end of it, it was just like Kim standing alone. Yeah. Like not knowing what to do. Okay. This final scene with Rena and Lois at the kitchen table. I was tearing up during it. Yeah. And I feel like we, like, it didn't seem completely unfamiliar the story, but like maybe I had only read about it rather than. So I sort of have like the scoop on this. Okay. This story did come up before. So I'm in like the Facebook group for another podcast and. Rena had been on that podcast okay. and talked about it. And the mm. person who hosts that podcast like posted in the Facebook group like yesterday or whatever and was like, oh, this story actually came up when I interviewed her. She didn't do any promotion for the podcast, maybe because she didn't feel comfortable like like sharing her mom's story about this like far and wide. So this yeah. story didn't get out as much as it like could have. Mm. So like maybe you read something related yeah, to that. Maybe, maybe. Uh but yeah, it's this like crazy story of this man who like attempted rape Lois like violently. Like with a ha- hammer. Yeah, which she then told Rena as a kid that like some kid on the playground hit her with a hammer instead. And she escaped with the help of like a military cop or something yeah. like that. This man then served like a, a not that long of a sentence, was released, and then went on a 16 to 18 person Serial killer murder spree. It was called the Trailside Killings. I actually want to go read more about it after this. But it's like, it sounds like it was like a serious, like one of the big ones. Like, I don't know how many people like John Wayne Gacy killed. Was that like in the hundreds or something? I don't know. But like, this sounds like a... This sounds like a... 16 to 18 sounds like a lot. Yeah. It sounds like... I'm surprised he doesn't have like one of those names we know, you know? He's the Trailside Killer. I know, but like, who's... Who's saying the Trailside Killer? Have you heard about the right. Trailside? It's not like the Golden State Killer or whatever. Or like the Zodiac or whatever. Is the Zodiac still out there? Oh, everyone was saying it was Ted Cruz's dad. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so that's it for Beverly Hills. Good episode in a sea of Good boringness. episode. I think the preview is for next week. I can't even remember. Like more of nothing. Are we going? Are we going to the wedding already? Maybe we're like oh, no. Going... We didn't get a next week preview. We got the mid season trailer. Uh... Which has a lots of Camille in it. And I want to see the politics there. I wonder. In terms of her not getting a diamond. Yeah. Because she's in a lot of the mid-season trailer. 
and it's a lot focused on her. It's her yeah, wedding. You know it's what? her going through her house has been it, burned. It's so funny. Like in this day and age, like Marlo was such a key part of Atlanta. No peach. Barbara, key part of New York. No apple. Uh, I don't think Barbara's a key part of New York anymore. I, well, let's. I think she actually. Should we go let's into it? Let's jump right into New York, baby. New York City. Where dreams happen. Cardinal sin. And this is jumping ahead a little bit. And I know that you like to kind of go chronologically. Mm -hmm. But cardinal sin. Barbara going to sleep early. (gasps) In the Berkshires. I know. Remember how we we like theorized that. She came left or something. No, no, no. My theory, I think, was like. Bethany, with her producer mind, was like keeping Barbara out of the shot. Right. But no. Barbara just went to bed. She just kind of went to sleep with the fishes. (laughs) I want to sleep in the fish room. Uh, we're picking up with the Morgan letters. You touch the Morgan letters. Uh, Sonia, like even though this this bit of Sonia is like really dark, Sonia this season is a delight, and I don't always think Sonia is a delight. Yeah, no, she she both she and Bethany like are the right temperature. Yeah, yeah. I, even though I am a Barbara super fan. It's really funny, like, the way Ramona and Dorenda are going after her. Like, Ramona, during the Morgan Ladder, is when Barbara's trying to chime in. She's like, just give us a timeout. You can just listen. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. They're mean-girling her. Yeah. But it doesn't seem, because of their personalities, it doesn't seem as, like, malicious as when, like, Bethany and Carol mm. mean-girled Jules. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay, and then Ramona, like, coming up with this... This theory in order to calm down more uh, Sonia, which actually works, where, where Ramona says, I don't even think they were the original letters. And then Lou's like, yeah, they're not real. And then Sonia's like, fake fucking letters. <laughs> <laughs> like somehow that just brings her down. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> and then so- I don't even like, okay, I'll admit that when I watched this episode, we were like fresh off, fresh off of Alex's birthday dinner where we had like, a few drinks. Mm-hmm. I feel like we were talking about the Morgan letters and all of a sudden Ramona was in her lingerie. <laughs> well, that's what happens in New York. It's like bonk, bonk, bonk. It's like 20 things happen in one episode that would be spread out over the course of a 20 episode season. Exactly. Yeah. It's beautiful. The, those, I just want Dorinda to get different glassware. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> So Ramona, Ramona's feeling her life in our lingerie. And then, like, we can't find Coco. And then someone says, Co- Coco's with the helpers. <laughs> the helpers. <laughs> Which reminded me of, like, I, one of my favorite lines that I always, like, say to Alex. Quoting Mr. Rogers, look, look for look the helpers. For the helpers. <laughs> You're making fun of Mr. Rogers. Who cares? He can't, like, hurt, have hurt feelings by this now. He's in heaven. With, with, with Cookie. With Cookie. To, no, she's still stuck on the bridge. The rainbow. <gasps> she, it, no, I won't, never mind. I have <laughs> offline questions about that. Okay. Um, so we do some lemon, limoncello. Love it. That is like very Dorenda mm-hmm. to like have some limoncello close out the night. Barbara goes to bed because she's scared. I get why, I get that they like put the cameras down. I just wish, like, we've seen these Instagram stories and we got a lot of like Instagram story footage. We got a, a little, a little bit pre Instagram. Right. Like, there was like a straddling on a chair with like a bra moment. Yeah, Dorinda straddling Sonia, <laughs> which, like, that's a weird pairing. But yeah. 
I support the sisterhood. But Sonia also says something about Barbara after she goes to bed. Like, I've heard the rumors about Barbara for many years. What rumors? Like, insinuating that she's a lesbian. Oh. Oh, and that's why Sonia, like, didn't want her to go... She's going to punch her in the face (laughs) if she even walks by Bethany's bedroom. (laughs) Okay. Um... Oh, okay. So we, we have the like Instagram moment. Bethany famously saying it just needed to happen. We just needed to cut loose. <laughs> like that's like ingrained in my brain. Okay. So we wake up the next morning. Many people scurry off. Yeah. I didn't like that. I would have liked another night. But Bethany stays and goes for a hike. And shows Dorinda the piece of paper from the hotel uh, no like the waiting area by the elevator yeah where there's usually paper. like a phone and like there's i got what she meant mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean not every hotel has but that. like fancier hotels sure to have that yeah you might not be used to staying oh, yeah, in those yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, hotels yeah. yeah uh you look spectacular you look amazing as always d, d. This is a message from the grave. I mean, like, if a balloon can come to Dorinda, then a D can come to Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're home. We're back home. We're back home. I have to say, I like. I kind of loved the pace of this episode. Yeah, it was so frenetic. I know. We're bopping around. <laughs> uh, we have some helpers with Bethany that I don't think we've met before. Looking through cards. Bethany's like, I gotta go through the cards. Yeah, I have to, like, and she asks, like, the helper, <laughs> do you miss him? I, I, do you think she, like, brought on Dennis's staff? Uh, I don't know about that, but Bethany did mention that woman who was looking at the cards with her. Apparently, like, I don't know the exact time frame of this all, lost her husband and then, like, moved away to, oh. like, another country. Oh, weird. Yeah, huh. it's not so so crazy. Uh, but that's the night we got engaged. That puzzle piece card. Oh, yeah. And I, there wasn't like a ton of writing in the card from my little eye. But the D was there. But the D was there. Um, do you like Bethany's new apartment? No. It's just, very Kardashian. She makes it too cave-like. Yeah, it's very Kardashian. She does. Yeah, she doesn't put a focus on like... Like, most apartments, I feel like, there's, like, a focus... Not most apartments, but a lot of apartments, like, if there's windows, there's, like, a focus on the windows. Mm-hmm. You want to, like, make it light and bright and whatever. Yeah. She's like, I want to be in this windowless corner on this, like, really plush gray couch with a gray wall. Yeah. I don't know. It's not It's not for me. Yeah, not for me. But I support Maybe her. Maybe it's for some people. Um, she also lives, like, in the middle of Soho, which, like... Yeah, not ideal. Can't be great. You're going to get mugged, as Sonya says later. <laughs> Okay, uh, Coco's 16, uh, but she needs to come to Glam and Go. I know, because Ramona doesn't want to leave her alone. Yeah, because she's got one year left. <laughs> you're, you're giving this dog a death sentence, I think, Lucas. Like, I need to do a quick aside. This little Glam and Glow, let me tell you something. The girl who, like, pushes herself on camera, like mm-hmm. the owner of Glam and Go... I know her. How? This is going to sound so crazy. When I was at BU in law school. Sucks to be you. (laughs) That's a little Boston college humor. Wow. Okay. Uh, 
I had this one friend, this one girl I was friends with who like somehow made friends with a few undergrad girls, which like was unheard of in that day and age. Cause like you were just friends with the law school people. You weren't like friends with the undergrads, mm-hmm. but like I met them and hung out with them with a few times. One of those girls being this girl, Erica, who then grows up to, she owns a glam and glow mm-hmm. and you're on a podcast. No one listens to like, <laughs> oh, <sad. laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I like watched the Glam and Go brand grow via her Facebook. And at first I was like, oh, like this is like Dry Bar. It is. But it's just like different branding, I guess. Glam and Glow. So I think like the way she did it was have it like show up where you need it. Like they'll like pop up in like a hotel or like in a gym or like, like, um, like you're glamming and go- going. What's the makeup? Oh, the thing that kept popping up in New York? Yeah. Priv? Yeah. 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 I almost like said Priv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a fun story. I thought I'd mention that. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like Luz having the time of her life at Glam and Go. I guess that's just like the energy that you have when you're there. And she loves, she's loving this like narrative of like, oh, Bethany. No one can speak against Bethany. <laughs> no, I love when she like turns into like actress Lou, like... Who gives a fuck about Bethany? <laughs> so uh, sick. Yeah. But, like, Sonia, surprisingly, like, is trying to, like, quash it a little bit. Well, yeah, because she loves Bethany. Yeah. She loves Bethany. I mean, after they went through their, like, dark period where Bethany, like, tore tore her out at Skinny Girl offices. Yeah, I think Bethany's, like, done a lot of personal growth to, like, learn how to deal with Sonia mm-hmm. and I think she's been able to like learn how to like have fun with Sonia and keep it at that and if Sonia's being a little wild then like yeah if she's like smoky eye up to yeah she can like remove herself kind of sure uh the Tinsley Lou sit down kind of dark yeah <laughs> uh but like we start off though with Lou wanting hover cars. <laughs> right. It's like it like started off with that. It was really really dark, and then it ended with the circus. Oh yeah. Because now Tinsley is a publicist. Yeah. That's gonna get her gigs. <laughs> Imagine if you hire a publicist, and the first gig you get is the Big Apple Circus. I thought like these things were done. No, no, oh, no, no. You know what it is? This is what it is. They're done. If they have an animal. Like now yeah. it's only human antics. Human antics. And then like the Big Apple Surf Circus like <laughs> had to fire their mascot because. Oh, like that one clown was like a me too. Yeah. Grandma was the, <laughs> yeah. the same. <laughs> Fucking grandma. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Come through Queen Scholar. Let us know if we've talked about grandma on this podcast. <laughs> uh, grandma who's like a rapist, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how great. Okay. Um, please don't say that. Um, can we talk about the florist? Okay. I must have like teleported out of my body. It's not like a big scene or anything, but I loved... So... Sonia and uh, Ramona went to a florist to pick up flowers before going to Bethany's house. Because I guess they said they were going to bring flowers. And Sonia's dragging Ramona for replying all to the invite <laughs> and asking a dumb question. Which the question was... What is sparkly? What is sparkly? <laughs> <laughs> but you... I mean, you love... 
Reply All. A Reply All. You love a non-BCC. I love a Reply All in mixed company. Like, yeah, yeah. like you want to, you really want to like, like piss on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a party that's like an invite to a party that's not a huge party, mm-hmm. but it's like close friends and then like some uh, what's outsiders. The some not outsiders, but peripheral. like peripheral people, or at least maybe like. They're close friends to the person having the party, but they're not your close friend, Brendan. No. Oh, okay. They're okay. not your close friend either. Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I love replying all in those kind of moments mm. and seeing like who will play. I guess that's why we do BCCs now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. This, who knew this, this event would be so great. This dinner. This dinner was, like, even better than the Berkshires to me. It was great. Because, like, the Berkshires, it's almost the expectations are too high. And maybe even they're amping it up more because they know they have to deliver in the Berkshires. Sure. Like, this was unexpected to me. Yeah, it's just like a simple dinner where, like, they're going to wear sparkles. But we have Bethany's ex, who is a staffer, an attractive staffer. Is he a staffer or he owns his company? It's like a staffing company. Oh, I thought you meant he's like a staffer at this company. No. You know, like on staff. No, 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 no. Yeah, they, he's a staffer. Yeah. They provide like bars. Is it like model bartenders or whatever? Yeah, or maybe like a waitress. Because there is that company that's called model bartenders. A security. Yeah. I don't know. But like, Bethany tells us this whole story of how she was dating him and then Dennis swooped in yeah. and killed it. And killed it. Okay. I think Dorinda shows up first, but and that's good because she doesn't need the tour because she's already been to this, like, not warm home. Yeah, she was, like, the first one to go. Last year, I think. I, I think this is the first time we're seeing this new home. I don't think this is that we've been here. I... I feel like there was, like, a situation where we, we're like, moving. saw a glimpse of Maybe it. we were moving. At the very end of last season. Maybe. Where, like... I remember specifically Bethany going away or something and she could arrive oh, back in her staff all yeah, like... Yeah, they were moving. Moving yes, in the apartment. Yes, yes, And yes, so yes, when yes, she yes, arrives yes. back, it was like taken care yes, of. Yes, 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 yes. Ramona coming in and she's got this new thing. This new thing where she needs a large wine glass, mm-hmm. some vodka, some Pellegrino, and a lime. Well, yeah, it's not a new thing... To us, though, because this was her famous video. And not a new thing to you, because... That's what I do when a, I come to this home. A vodka soda and a large wine glass is your signature move. When I come to this home, yes. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Um, everyone's coming in, like, glam. Except... It was acknowledged on Watch Friends Live as well. Like, Barbara's getting heat for her looks. I thought her look was fine. The thing is, like, when you're a freshman, like, you don't have the squad. Right. Like, the glam squad. None of the, none of these women have a glam squad except for Bethany. Um, you know, they may not have, like, higher, like, Ramona goes to Barney's and they tell her what to, like, wear. Sure. You know what I mean? She's a personal shopper, like, yeah. if she goes to Barney's. Yeah. Like, Barbara doesn't have that. I think she looked fine. You know who who confused me? When Tinsley rolled up. Oh, yeah. Tinsley was very... She had a jean jacket over her sparkles. It was very... Was... I mean, 
we do have to give props to Tinsley in that she has grown past the aughts look that she was delivering her first season. Yeah, bring it back. But this was definitely like a throwback to her aughts look. Sure. Like, I'm glad we're not curling the hair anymore. The yeah. bone the bone straight hair is the look for Tinsley. Bone straight. Isn't that what it is? I guess. Or just straight. I will say... Going, but it's not just straight. It's like... Bah, bah, you know? That's what a bone sounds like. Yeah. Um, I will say, going back to Ramona's drink situation for a second, the glasses at Bethany's apartment weren't big enough for what I know mm, What Ramona she's looking likes. for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so small, actually. Yeah. And it was stemless. No, she, there was a stem. Oh, there was? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like grumble. <laughs> okay. Lou comes an hour and 15 minutes late because she's on cabaret time. Like, I was thinking about this and comparing it to Marlo's five hours late at the, <laughs> at the no wig party. And I was like, oh, this is fine. But New York's different. But also, six o'clock seems early for... Like a dinner party. Was this a weekday? I assumed. Yeah. I mean, if it's a weekday, then six o'clock's perfect. Or 6.30. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a weekend, eight. Okay. Uh, So now, like, the fun begins. Let's play a game. Bethany wants to do either Rose or Thorn or Truth or Dare. And Ramona's like, oh, Rose Rose or Thorn. Like, I don't want to fucking play this game. I love Rose or Thorn. We so, do it at work after our big events. So we land on truth or dare. Ramona. R- Ramona. <laughs> dare. Do you think you'll ever fall in love again? <laughs> Brendan, I died last night. And when we watched it again this morning, I was choking on my eggs. My scrambled eggs. Oh, it's not like you to do a scramble. It doesn't seem. That's it like seems like that, that would be beneath that's a, you. No, that's like a weekday thing, baby. Okay. But it's not just like a plain scramble. There's like a, there's a chopped onion. There's a chopped. Uh, green bell pepper, some salsa on top. It's not like just a plain scramble. Well, no one likes a plain scramble unless there's cheese some in it. Some people do. Unless there's cheese okay. in it. But yeah, that's, I mean, this dare. I love that dare. <laughs> but like, will she rise to the challenge of the stare? <laughs> I think she has actually with Paul. With Paul Burnin. Burnin, yeah. Who's. Every picture I see of him, like when he's in Bethany's like uh, Instagram stories, I'm like, this 19-year-old she's dating. <laughs> Stop. He looks so young. He looks 12. But he's like 40. Yeah. Uh... They pulled a, a card from Atlanta. With what? Um, in, asking Dorinda to call John and have phone sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The trip to Destin, that's what they did yes. twice yeah, in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, Dorinda trying. Like, attempting to have phone sex was... So heartwarming. And, like, the reason I love Dorinda. And John was ready to drop everything. He was ready. (laughs) He was like, tell me where. (laughs) (laughs) That is love. That is love. But. Oh, and then Tinsley refuses. She refuses. And, like, has a breakdown. I mean, okay. Her response was not the right response. But then, like. The sharks smelled blood. I know. <laughs> they were ready Circling to... Circling it. Like, ready Bethany to was her. ready to diagnose that relationship and everything that was wrong with it. Like, as if Bethany has had healthy relationships. <gasps> Too soon. 
But I mean, she's like talking <laughs> about like she's dating this one guy, and then this other guy comes back and like changes yeah. everything. Yeah, they were circling like sharks. I loved it. But then, okay, so once again, a fight is occurring, and Barbara chimes in, and Dorinda is ready to beat the shit out of Barbara. <laughs> like Dorinda wants to like fight her, and then the line that also had me choking on my scrambled eggs. I'll meet you at Home Depot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like funny because it's funnier because Barbara has made it such her brands, this like construction worker thing. So it's like this, it made Dorinda's line funnier because of that. So like some, like the women get critiqued sometimes for their confessionals for sounding scripted. Like, you have to give these women credit. They are so fucking funny. Like, that was not script. Like, yeah, they're hilarious. That was off the cuff, as yeah, they say. Off the cuff. <laughs> off that sparkly cuff. Uh, I will say, um, Luann did kind of have a funny line at the end of the Tinsley thing and said, You should have said truth. <laughs> Anything else? Next week, Mario. Oh my God, Super oh Mario. God. I cannot wait for Mario. I like... I cannot wait for them to renew. Renew that contract. I... I know we haven't seen it. There's no evidence that they are. But like... I want them to find love again. Yeah. Well, I think we may be on the journey. With that said, let's take a quick break. So we're going to do our weird drag race thing. Which... I'm going to guess, I think this is going to be a good episode. I watched the 10-minute preview and it was fun. Okay. So let's see if that came true. Hi, everyone. It's Brendan here to talk about um, Drag Race. I'm here with... Val, roommate of the show. Woohoo. So we just watched um, the most recent episode and we have something to say. First of all, I do like the cameos we're getting from uh, past queens, Morgan and Jinx. I like that Jinx was there for, like, a full segment. I also forgot that Morgan was there for a while because they did not give her the screen time she deserves. Yeah, she got Postmates Spawn Con, which was wild. Um, Let's talk about... Let's just get into the Snatch Game and talk about your favorite performances and your least favorite performances. You go. Don't make me go first. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, that's the point. You're the guest. Um, okay. Um, obviously, Brooklyn Heights' Celine Dion was terrible. Celine Dion is not a good Snatch Game performance because of... It could be. Do you think it could be? Because I don't think that she's a great character. That, she's a great like, character. To pull up in like a camp performance, I don't think she's 100%, a great character. 100% it could be. Just not Brooklyn Heights. Um, Vangie's was awful, and she could have done a lot better with just like a multitude of characters. Um, a curiosity Davenport was great. I think that she did great. She didn't get enough screen time. I agree with that. Um, but also she did sort of like a boring thing. Um, Nina West. Nina West is my favorite of the season. Um, I like that she brings a camp to the season that the rest of the contestants don't bring. I think that she helps really round out the season in terms of, seasoned drag okay cool um let's go to the runway it was sequins on the runway um we're gonna talk about our faves and our least faves um faves go 
Um, Brooklyn Heights, we watched twice. We yeah. rewound to see the reveal, and I, at this point in my Drag Race fandom, do not care for a reveal. This was an exception. Yeah, and I like still don't understand how she did it and how it all worked, and I would love to get into the physics of that at some point. Um, also, I liked, uh, I liked Nina. I also love Nina. Um, I loved her look. I thought it was really camp. Um, I thought Akira's makeup was amazing. Her makeup is always amazing. I thought that her dress was a little bit basic. Yeah, so they also were, like, praising Suga to, like, forever. And I get that the dress was pretty, but, like... I, there's something about her that just, like, rubs me the wrong way. Even though I, like, acknowledge that her performance is okay. Despite the locality, Brendan does not like a Hell's Kitchen titty. Don't say titty in my... Just, the point is, like, there's a certain way that they paint on cleavage that I've seen at, like, the Ritz a lot, and I don't like it, even though we are residents of Hell's Kitchen. Um... So, yeah, I think, is that it? Final thoughts? Um, I, uh, Silky looks great. I feel like we should mention that. She looks great. Yeah, and she was the winner. And I was surprised. She wasn't as, like, excited as I thought she was going to be to win. Yeah, has she won before? Is this her first win or her second win? I don't know. Oh, we forgot about the lip sync. We, did, we didn't forget about the lip oh, sync. No, no, we're still to come. Okay, so the lip sync was, I could feel that it was, before it even started, I knew. I knew in my heart of hearts that it was going to be a double um, safe. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Evie and Brooklyn are both getting a lot of confessional time, which tells you these are two people who are not getting eliminated, but between the time that they spent on both of them lip syncing, like, I told Brendan, like, right before uh, Rue made her decision, like, this is a double save. Yeah, and I will say, I thought, uh, my eyes were all on Evie the entire time, but maybe it's just because I've been rooting for her. Um, But yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, we're happy. I'm also happy we're happy. Also, for the record, um... Singer to the show, Alex Hurst, happy birthday, and I hope you get lots of mayo. Yes, lots of mayo for Alex. Thank you, everyone. Off to Dan now. Bye. Munch, munch. Crunch, crunch. So happy to see Silky win. (laughs) I mean, her performance was the best by far in the Snatch game. Like, I saw a lot of people hooting and hollering on Twitter like she's playing herself. She's playing T.S. Madison, which may not be a far person from the silky nutmeg ganache that we all know and love. But, I mean, she got the job done and she's making Rue laugh and she had jokes and she had the banter. And there we are. Um, I wish Nina picked one of the two characters and just stuck with it. I feel like going between the two didn't give me time to settle in with one or the other. And I feel like she could have actually won that way. Except I didn't like her runway look. I don't know why everyone's loving it, but it's not for me. Um, Okay. Just a few meta things. We had 
uh, we had Plastique doing a character that was very similar to the one that we just saw uh, Gia Gunn do on All Stars. And we had a Tiffany Haddish, which we've seen. We've already had a Charo, even though I do have to say Sugar's Charo was better than uh, the one we've seen in the past. I just wish it'd be like, no, like, sorry, you can't do it. Although I do think this season might have filmed before All-Stars. I think that's how they do it, despite the fact that they air it in reverse order. But I could be wrong. Um, besides that, also Plastique's look on the runway was very reminiscent of uh, Trini the Tuck's bubblegum look. If you guys remember that, uh, except Trinity's is probably better. Uh, The lip sync. Okay. First of all, in terms of the song itself, there's been many instances of like amazing lip sync songs going to like losers too early in the season. I'm glad we got two true competitors lip syncing for their life to Sorry Not Sorry, an iconic song, a song that I do enjoy to do at karaoke. Uh, I like The double save you could see up from a mile away when you have like three of the best competitors in the bottom three with other people who it just makes sense for them to leave sooner. I was not shocked by it, but I was shocked by how good the actual lip sync was. I mean, this was some Cirque de Cit- Cirque du Soleil shit? Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Um, Yeah, this is an iconic lip sync. So, happy with the result. Happy with a double. Shantae, you both stay. I do not want to see a queen get it kicked out and coming back, or I will rip my hair out. Let's wrap this up, people. Let's move on with our lives, even though this was a very enjoyable episode. But, yeah. Okay, Drag Race. That was it. Now it's time for the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. And we're back from Drag Race World. Wasn't that so much fun? It was so much fun. I don't know if it was fun. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Who's the Freak of the Week? So the Freak of the Week is Kyle Kyle? Richards. Yes. You thought it would be Camille. No. You were wrong. I'm saying, Kyle Richards trying to get us not to talk about religion and politics at the dinner table. Well, you know what? I said this earlier. It's 2019. We're talking to every uncle at the dinner table (laughs) during Christmas, Thanksgiving. I mean, it was also annoying. Like, this is, like, so problematic with Kyle in terms of, like, you got to just let it happen. Like, she always wants to shut down the fight that's happening. Right. Just like the point of the show is fighting, not like you getting another watch. Or this fucking week, her driving, she thought she was so funny. Oh, and driving her little, a little car, car with Porsche. To go grocery shopping. Oh, are we going to fit it? I don't know how to open the seat. Like, of course you're not going to, you go to a, the grocery store in a, in a go-kart, then you go get a cart full of groceries. Of course you're not going to fit it. She, but like, she thought she was going to be so funny. 
doing this. And she like made up something about like teaching Portia responsibility. Oh yeah, Portia, uh, go get a loaf of bread. Yeah. Wow, she's really like ready for this wow, world your now. Mind. No, Portia won't know real responsibility until she's in line at the grocery store and her mom decides that she needs something else from the far end of the store. And you know that pressure when your mom is gone and like you're getting to the front of the grocery line and like they're checking out and you don't know if your mom's going to make it in time for when they're done scanning the groceries and you're like so nervous and scared no you grew up in the city you don't know they don't have grocery stores no we actually we didn't have food (laughs) (laughs) it's a food desert (laughs) brennan um this is your self-selected one true queen oh yeah i came in and usually dan and i go back and forth and discuss and usually i lose because he's kind of stubborn but i came in and demanded that this was the queen and it is one dolores catania from real houses in new jersey tmz reports Holy baby animals in trouble, Batman. That's what Dolores Catania was probably thinking when she found an apparently injured bat on an NYC street. His name was Brendan Davis. (laughs) And stepped up to save the day with an assist from our paparazzo. We got the Real Housewives of New Jersey star in NYC Monday shortly after she launched Operation Bat Rescue. Dolores explained her doctor's visit was delayed after she stumbled on the baby bat. She was frantically trying to get someone to take the animal to the nearest bat cave, a.k.a. some experts to nurse it back to health. That's where our guide Jeremy became her Johnny on the spot. Dolores was in a bind due to a scheduled doctor's appointment. Facials aren't going to do themselves after all. You're going to do a doctor's facial? (laughs) And begged Jeremy to save the day, or at least the bat. Dolores, a huge animal lover who always tweets about animal rescues, was outside her doctor's office when she convinced Jeremy to do her bidding. She asked him to take the bats to a bird sanctuary, which doesn't exactly add up, but beats living for leaving Mm -hmm. it for the dead. Watch the clip to see how we got the job done. Go to TMZ.com. BTW, we got this update since the drop-off. Turns out it's a male eastern red bat. This little guy was severely dehydrated, but much like your average town drunk after getting some fluids we're told he's doing much better and now don't worry eastern red bats aren't mini draculas we checked the eat moths and insects wow this is just like a regular jack hannah segment <laughs> on the on through queen huh? i wish we did animal segments yeah that would that would be great <laughs> for an audio uh format um those are my favorite windy segments are um when she does animal segments yeah i mean in this day and age like she's doing it the best yeah so that's it for this week um thank you for subscribing and listening tell your friends to subscribe and oh listening. yeah that's like the best Listen. thing you could do actually yeah tell actually, a friend if you go to a bar this weekend i want you to find five people yeah open up their podcast app type in come through queen and hit subscribe yeah that's so easy yeah it's so easy <laughs> um i want to report back with photos and video evidence from each of you thank you so much yeah and then like while you have their phone open, go to comethroughqueen.com slash store, go buy, buy them some merch, use their Apple Pay, do them a favor, get yeah. them some new outfits. I don't have Apple Pay. <laughs> I mean, it's like on your iPhone. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Um, is, okay, cool. So also, we would love to hear from you. So call in at 717-47-FREAK. That's... Or you could email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com. Yeah, but call in. 717-47-FREAK. Oh, sure. We want to hear. Okay, you could follow Brendan at not Brendan you on Twitter. follow Dan at IDKIDK on Twitter. And you could, you should join the Facebook group. 
Yeah. If you just search for Come Through Queen on Facebook. You'll find us, baby. Yeah, make sure you're joining the group, not liking the page. That's the difference. Hello. Or you can do both. Uh, speaking of, like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.